Hello, and welcome to the Two Worlds Combined podcast, produced by the A-Step Leaders Network at Artists Striving to End Poverty. Every month, we'll be sitting down with our peers, friends, mentors, and colleagues to discuss how they navigate the marriage between their artistic identity and global citizenship. I'm Renee Richard. And I'm Mary Hickox. And today we sit down with Allie Rose Dodges. I've always had trouble with this question because I, I feel like my identity is constantly changing, but I certainly identify as an actor uh, and a performer um, and a visual artist. Those are my kind of main artistic endeavors, and I also identify as a yoga instructor and a volunteer and um, I really like the idea of putting the word activist on myself and sometimes I feel like that's very true and sometimes I feel like I can't say that because it's not true Um, some days I I feel like I am an activist (laughs) and then other days I'm like not today (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and then you know I have a lot of other labels for myself um uh, daughter, partner, um, sister, granddaughter, things like that. How do you, um, especially because you were talking about all of these different kind of hyphens and labels that you have to your your identity, um, how do you find that you're able to combine your artistry and your activism, your citizenship? Um, well, I mean, particularly through uh, ASTEP, Artists Striving to End Poverty, has given me like a very good avenue for that because it is literally taking my work, visual art or performance art, um, into um, the world and, and teaching kids and, and using it as a healing tool, which to me is the ultimate satisfaction. Um, and so they give me a very clear avenue to do that, but I think it exists in a day-to-day way that's outside of just like programming. Um, and I think that that's kind of like my responsibility as a storyteller, um, my response, my integrity as a storyteller, um, between my intimate relationships and also when I'm on stage, Um, I think that the kinds of stories we tell and the people that we reach out to are extremely important through the art itself, as well as um, providing, like, entertainment and fun. Um, And so, yeah, I also think it kind of takes... takes form in uh, my yoga practice and my yoga teaching. Um... There's an element of self-awareness and exploration in yoga and in that physical practice uh, that also feels spiritual and artistic in a way, too, and creative, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I, every time I go to that practice, I remember it. Every single time, I'm like, oh, I, I forgot this, and now I'm remembering this as I move my body or as I'm teaching other people or encouraging, not even teaching, guiding other people to move their bodies in the same way. So that's the start of it. I think that there's a lot of different avenues that I probably could think more on, but that's the start of it for this moment. 
Can you speak to a particular project that allowed you to fulfill your artist identity as ever-changing as it might be, um, and also your citizen identity? And, like, how do you, as Ali, find these kind of projects? That's a great question. I feel like I've had quite a few, which has been which has been such a gift. Um, the first thing that pops into my head is my work with A Step because it is so satisfying creatively, and um, and it feels like true to who I am at my core and how I want to kind of go into the world and continue to spread art. Um, so I guess I'll talk about my most recent experience with ASEP, which Perfect. is in yeah. South Africa. Yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> so um, over the summer, I spent um, some time in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, with um, ASEP and uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS at Nkozi's Haven, which is um, a home for kids with HIV and AIDS who are or affected by or living with HIV and AIDS. So not all have it. Um, some are struggling with the disease and some have been affected by it because they've lost parents or they've lost grandparents or um, a lot of different things. So um, it's most it's an orphanage. Uh, there are few mothers and grandmothers, which I was um, in charge of the mothers and grandmothers this summer. And... Um, we do an arts camp, uh, Arts Inside Out, which is the program, does an arts camp there every year for, and this is the sixth year, and I was lucky enough to be a part of it this year. And um, I was able to use um, singing, dance, and the theater um, to reach out to these people who don't necessarily get the opportunity to do that ever. Ever, ever. They don't go out. They don't get to, like, really experience much at all. They're, they work, and they're in this home, and they just kind of live there um, and spend most of their days and, and time there. Um, so the gratitude and the welcome that was given to us upon arrival was intense and amazing, and really it was like, uh, it's just an incredible experience. And then um, as we went on with the program, uh, day by day, which was... It was a struggle. It was a challenge, and there were a lot of different um, things that we were up against, and uh, the art continued to kind of evolve and, and say, like, actually, this is what's true for me, and our our theme this year was um, Zazise, which means identity or how you introduce yourself, which is actually very apropos to yeah. this conversation. And um, But it's more so just than identity, um, it's it's who you are at your core. So it's stepping forward and say this, saying this is who I am at my most vulnerable. This is who I am at my strongest. And so um, the work that we did with the kids and with the mothers and grandmothers was all about taking that step forward and saying this is who I am. This is how I express myself. And so that work was right amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And so. Um, the opportunity to bring my artistry and my knowledge uh, in whatever capacity that I could offer um, to people who didn't really get 
to see that very much or get to experience that or get to learn that for themselves was extraordinary. Um, so creatively, that was very satisfying, particularly because of all the challenges that came up and um, physical challenges and mental challenges and emotional challenges that um, came up within the people we were working with and ourselves mm-hmm. as a team. Um, and I mean, how can you not be a citizen in the world when you're like in South Africa with incredible people who have who are moving through challenge in a way that is new to me, was new to me. Um, it really puts you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it really put me on the ground. I'll talk from, from my point of view. Um, uh, yeah, I, I felt like, I felt maybe as corny as this sounds, like at one with the world mm-hmm. in a way that I hadn't felt in a long time, in a way that I really deeply needed. Mm-hmm. I think that experience for me was um, was a long time coming. Like, I've been doing this work for a while, and I definitely get satisfaction in, in most of my time with ASTEP and, and that kind of volunteer work. And I've certainly had a lot of reward. Um, this, I think, specifically at this time in my life and um, was 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 even more impactful and more meaningful. It was a very successful program and it was very welcomed. Um, yeah, I think and and the way you seek that out for me, like I've been trying to go to South Africa for many years and mm-hmm. this is just my uh, other work outside theater had kind of gotten in the way, which is an interesting thing also because you're like, oh, I want to do my art. And I was making my Broadway debut last year, so I couldn't go. And I was planning on going, but we got extended. So I ended up... Oh, wow. Yeah, so I ended up pulling out my application because I was still going to be doing this Broadway run, which was so a dream come true and was feeding another... Uh, another part of me and that was really and a really important part because this summer I had gone many months without work and I needed to serve this other part all of a sudden and that I think that balance doesn't always come at the same time so it's not necessarily that you're going to be creatively satisfied and make money and be a citizen and be an artist but that you can kind of say like okay well I'm an I'm I'm being like solely an artist for this month and then next month I'm going to be a citizen and then the next month I'll go back to being an artist and then the next being a citizen and I think that the lifestyle that we lead allows that somewhat sort of freedom or at least (laughs) maybe a not chosen freedom. Like I didn't choose to not be working Mm -hmm. for the summer. I just like didn't have any, um, work in the theater. So I decided to do this other thing. So I guess that's a long winded answer, but, um, a way of saying that they don't always coexist. And the way that I sought it out was many years of volunteering with ASTEP and putting in an application five years ago. And then, um, and then researching my programs and figuring out where I wanted to be and when. And South Africa had always been on my list, yeah. always from day one. And it just took me five, six years almost to get there. And and it came right at the right time. So I just yeah. trusting that process and knowing that I like put out the energy to say, this is the thing that I want to do. Um, it doesn't have to be right this moment. In fact, my, my path, my journey is going to take me the way it's meant to take me, and I will go when I need to go. 
Yeah. Have you ever been in the position where you've had to kind of make maybe a harder decision about which identity you're going to side with in a particular moment? Um, luckily enough, I, I haven't come up to that in too crazy of a way. Like, I feel like that was my, my biggest challenge was to this two years ago, two, a year and a half ago when I was about to go to South Africa or like about to, you know, be a part of that program and then need to pull out month, months in advance, but need to pull out because my show on Broadway got extended. Like that for me I, was kind of an obvious choice because it was the first Broadway show, maybe in 20 years. And, you know, hopefully in 20 <laughs> years, it, that will be like a different kind of decision because um, work might not be so hard to come by, or maybe it will, I don't know. But for me, work is hard to come by. I'm a young actor in New York City, and it's hard. So um, I would say that more often than not, I take the work when I get it because I have to pay bills, and it's something that I am passionate about and I love. So I definitely, I say that that does unfortunately come first in my mind, but luckily enough, my, my life has allowed me to say, okay, I'm going to work straight for two years, which I did, and then do a few volunteer nights when I have a night off on a Monday or something. And then when I have many months off, which right now I do, I can go take a big trip or do more work or give back in a different way. But I will say the challenge at the end of um, the show, the run um, last or a year and a half ago was I felt like, oh my God, what am I giving back to the world? I remember having like a slight crisis internally yeah. in the last month of that run. Because so I was like, what am I really doing? Like I'm, I, I spend most of my time sitting in this dressing room. I go on for one scene and then I sit in my dressing room <laughs> for the rest of the time. You know, and, and I really was so grateful for that experience. Um, and it's, it served so much in me for so long. And right at the end, when I was like getting ready to move out of that experience, I thought, what, what, what can I, what more can I do? Like, I don't know if this is, this can't be it. Like I need to give more. Um, and I, and I had that, the, the other struggle that, that when that came up in my life was at the end of college when I had graduated school um and I was 22 and I was coming out of a conservatory program for four years and I thought this little box that I've been living in for four years can't be all there is to offer like I need to get out of this of this like little world of theater and experience the world because they serve each other right um so every time that I go and do a a project as a citizen or whatever you might call it it serves my my work as on stage and vice versa. So I would also say that the reason that I draw and the reason that I do visual art now in a in a real way, <laughs> I've always done it my whole life. Like I love I've loved doing it, but I actually am doing it doing it in a real way and being paid for it and um, creating some things that here and there being paid for it here and there <laughs> let, me, let me clarify <laughs> um without pursuing it in like a, a career sense mm-hmm. um uh that's because there was a time where I wasn't creatively satisfied and I and I needed to be doing something else for myself that was so yeah. 
was just that's an interesting thing it brought me into that world and I started taking classes that gave me more confidence and started doing that and I feel like that's a citizen that's a way of being a citizen even if it's not necessarily like the idea of what we stereotypically think of as being a citizen like it is actually experiencing the world and seeing the world in a new way in order to then give back in a different way and create in a different way is that what you did in you know when you got out of the end of this run and you were starting to feel yourself kind of um you know hitting that that wall with what am I actually doing with my time is visual art where you turned to then or um uh, I started doing visual art more seriously, like, several years ago before that run. Actually, it was a run of a different show where it was not creatively satisfying after... I was in this other show for four months, and it was a long run of a, sh- of a character that felt like um, I, I wanted to go deeper and deeper, and then I just wasn't sure if I could go any deeper. Like, there was no... I kind of hit the bottom, and after a few months and I thought okay I need I need to creatively um boost my my I don't know energy levels and so um so I started doing classes then but I would say that um during my time during during any time after that point where I was feeling a little less creatively satisfied, I pulled out my sketchbook and I, and I drew and I continued to take classes and do all those things. I would say at the end of that run, though, what was interesting is I went, into, I went right into another show oh. a week later. And I remember that being very challenging because I knew I wanted to do some other things. Um, and so I did one when, when that show closed, you know, I also trusted myself that, that those opportunities would be, would be there for me. Um, if I wanted to give back, I just didn't want to put that on hold for too long. Right. I know how long is too long, you know, internally. Right. I think instinctually, I know I'm like, okay, it's time. And what about the opposite kind of transition? If you're, you know, of you coming back from South Africa, having just, done this program is that an adjustment as well oh my god huge adjustment huge I think the reintroduction period of coming back from like a a huge life-changing experience like that is intense it's intense and I think um I think it's different for everyone but for me certainly I was coming back to face a lot of like personal turmoil that I was not looking forward to, (laughs) um, and, um, mostly like dealing with some family stuff and dealing with, um, uh, some grief in, in my family and some, uh, loss in my family. And I did not want to, I didn't want to come back to that after having this like, um, hugely impactful, joyful, challenging experience. That said, that was a very unique time in my life. It is a very unique time in my life. It's currently, it's very <laughs> current right now. But um, I would say every time I've taken a major trip, I've been um, luckily all around the world doing this kind of work for about 10, no, my gosh, 12 years now. Um, and 
I would say every time I come back, I'm like, oh, no one understands. <laughs> no one understands that, you know, this isn't really important. Like what kind of tomato sauce you have is not important. What kind of shampoo you buy is yeah. not important. <laughs> it's not important that somebody on the subway, like, is taking their time with the Metro card. Like those little things or like my career is like not that important. The art is important. The, the work is important. And it really does give you like a, a, gave me a very beautiful, like new reminded point of view, like that I want to have all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'll say like the transition back in, it's like maddening because you're like, well, you don't have any idea the kind of struggle that's going on around the world because (laughs) you are mad that like you can't, the grocery store didn't have your pasta that you wanted or whatever, you know, like that kind of it's hard because you're seeing everyone around you and I felt like I was judging them a little bit. Yeah. And then now I feel like now that I'm kind of reintroduced and I've been here for a few months, been back in New York for a few months, I definitely struggle with those same things. My my um patience is is not as <laughs> it's not as high yeah. <laughs> as it was when I was in South Africa and I'm trying to figure out still how do I hold on to those things how do I say like actually this is the perspective that I want to keep right um and also allow myself to have like the human experience (laughs) of a day-to-day of being like I'm frustrated with this and that's okay but also be able to like then go to dinner or come home and see friends or whatever and Mm -hmm. say I'm here now right and it's fine and it might have been a frustrating moment in my life today, but that moment's done. How can I move forward in a more grounded point of view? Yeah. And you talked about how you've been doing this kind of kind of work for twelve years. What did that early what did that look like on the early side? Oh, so how confusing and amazing. <laughs> it no, um well so I started when I was seventeen and I graduated high school semester early and my mom and dad were like, Well, you're not gonna sit around for a semester, what are you gonna do? And we talked about options and we landed on um volunteering. So my mom took me to Tanzania for oh, wow. um that time and it was in- incredible and like such a lucky amazing experience. And we volunteered with a group called Cross Cultural Solutions that was incredible for that first time. They hold your hand. So there's very much like they give you language lessons and they kind of they you pay for them to make you meals and teach you about the culture and then they give you volunteer assignments. <laughs> And I was working in an orphanage at the time, and I wasn't there for very long, like just about a month. And um, my mom, though, was teaching visual art. She's a visual artist. She was teaching visual art to the teenagers in the community. And she was making a huge impact, and I was like babysitting is what I felt like. Mm -hmm. But I still felt like I was making an impact because I was 17, (laughs) and I felt like I'm doing something good. But truthfully, looking back, I was like, what is my impact really? And and how am I serving this community? And at the now, I look back and I thought, that was much more serving me than maybe serving the community. I felt like there were certain connections with children that I made that I was able to like give love and and do those simple interaction things that were needed and necessary um but truthfully I I have a larger scope as to like what service looks like Mm -hmm. and what communities I try and ask and continue to ask the questions like how am I really helping is this really helping or is this 
my idea of helping. And I think when I was 17, I had a really good idea of what (laughs) helping looked like. And it's very different now. It's very, very different now. Um, So that work, though, like um, having that perspective was incredible. And that gift my parents gave me when I was 17 was like, what an amazing thing to be able to do. So that kind of started the, um, that snowballed my, my experience. Like, I kept, I kept being like, I want more of this. So I continued to volunteer and continued to seek out that kind of work. Um, and I remember that first time that I did a, a project like that, going to Tanzania and coming back, and granted, as a teenager, it was vastly different than it is now. But I remember coming back and feeling very depressed coming back because I thought the world has no idea. Or like my world, my yeah. small world in Minneapolis has no idea the struggle that is happening around the world, which is like also a very privileged thing for me to say because it's not like I'm in that struggle. I'm, I was observing that and I'm, I was also learning about it for the first time in a real way as a teenager, being like, oh, the world looks like this. And also assuming that no one else had the information that I had, <laughs> which is uh, crazy. Um, but at the time I was like, I know more than everyone else knows. And I think now I'm starting to I I hope (laughs) becoming more humble in those experiences and saying, okay, these are the little tidbits that I'm continuing to add to my knowledge and to add to my basket and saying, okay, how can I learn from this? How can I make this better? How can I deepen this? And, and to continue to doubt this kind of work because like, what does it really mean? And, and I want to make sure that it's constantly like being reexamined because I don't think that there's one way to do this. Snaps to that. Yeah. <laughs> snaps to that. <laughs> Everyone, you need to snap. <laughs> and and when you're when you find yourself going into kind of a a, a difficult time in in any capacity as an artist, as as a citizen, as as a person living in a city, uh, what what is it that you turn to, either a location or an act or something that. Um, kind of brings you back to yourself or brings you comfort and you know yeah oh god a hundred things because I feel like I could say I I a hundred things because one thing is right for one time Mm -hmm. and it's not right for another time so struggles are very very specific and they're not always the same and even if you're like oh I struggle because I'm not working again and I've had that struggle before but it's different now because I've had different experience and I have a different point of view and I'm you know living in a new place or whatever it might be so um I turn to one of these many things which is yoga or moving my body in some way I like to take dance classes or to do a yoga video online or just have my own practice for myself, like moving my body and getting my breath underneath myself. Because, uh, often when I struggle, it's, it, it includes anxiety Mm -hmm. and anxiety for me is like lack of taking a deep breath and, and not being able to feel like I can get my breath underneath me. So sometimes it's just as simple as like doing a headstand against the wall or a handstand or whatever, just to like turn myself upside down and get my breath underneath me. So yoga movement, I write, um, but for no one's eyes, but my own, (laughs) um, just to get some thoughts out, I will, um, 
read interesting stories, read other things, listen to podcasts, watch TED Talks. Um, I draw a lot. That's huge. That's a huge anxiety reliever. Um, I take long walks. I talk to my best friends on the phone. I um, uh, sew. Sewing is a very relaxing thing for me to do. Anything creative with my hands. Um, I'll take a new class that I've never taken before, like a cooking class or um, pottery or uh, Mm -hmm. painting or whatever I want to do. Um, And uh, sometimes I'll just like chill out and watch TV because it makes me feel good. And I'll have a snack that I like and watch Jane the Virgin, which brings me so much joy (laughs) um, and is like easy for me. and I allow myself to cry and be um, upset and say, like, okay, I'm in this. I'm going to sit in this. I meditate sometimes, not as much as I'd like to. Um, sometimes I take myself shopping. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, it's like the list goes on and on. And I, I really, tr- I, truthfully, this is so strange, but I keep, a li- I keep a list of things to do that will make me feel better because when I'm in it, I can't see what to do. I have no idea what to do because the easy option is just to sit and watch TV or wallow. And sometimes I look at my list and I think, okay, I'm allowed to wallow. I can wallow for an hour or a night or a week, and then I'm allowing myself to move on from that by taking joy in a walk um, or walking around a new neighborhood or whatever. And uh, But I keep that list for myself so when I'm in it and I'm like, I need to get out of this, what do I do? My brain kind of freezes sometimes. And so I look at my list and I say, oh, I could do any one of these things. And then I'll choose. And that's so helpful. It's so helpful. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us You're on amazing. this. <laughs> thank you for having me. This will really awesome you guys are amazing and awesome and for whoever is listening to this i hope that you continue to engage and listen to all of these future things because these are great questions to be thinking about